What is going on, everybody? And welcome to another Those Guys You Hate mini sesh. Tyler, my friend, my brother, my confidant, my co-host. How you doing, brother? Good, good. Especially that confidant part. I don't need to know what you did every single night. I don't need to know the individual positions. And I don't need to know how you axe murdered those people. What about what I did last summer? Would you be interested in that? At least that has, you know, gone away with time. But you just keep throwing new shit at me. Sure, but that guy with the hook hand in the... Captain Gordon's fisherman coat just Mm -hmm. will not leave me alone. Worst Tinder date of all time. Tyler, you are going to be leading the session here today. I am. And you're not going to keep building that while I'm talking. I'm so close to being done. I I, I really, I I can wait for you to finish. Just so everybody knows, uh, I am building a pull-up bar. I am. um, You did it throughout the pregame, which you can hear 30 seconds after this episode. You're not missing much. You're really not. Uh, I am. I am just about done. So go ahead and start us off by the time you get into the meat of who you are, I'm going to be all finished. So go ahead. Tell me what story here on the mini session. We tell a story from our past. What you got going on this week, Tyler? It was recommended to me recently that I should tell this story after I related to a group of friends and they all gave me this wide-eyed look uh, of shock and horror. Oh no, I, Tyler, I'm not ready for another one of these. And, and I realized, and this should not be a surprise to anyone who knows me, I have a tendency to minimize my own feelings and experiences. It's one of my favorite things about you. You know, I appreciate the support, but I'm just, (laughs) I question where it's headed. I also, with what you just said. So (laughs) go ahead, lead me off. I'm very nervous because Tyler, uh, you know, part of this exploration that we do on this show is where Tyler and I have always tried to set up an image for people. We wanted to be this type of person or that type of person. Here on the show, we've exposed ourselves. We've just let it fly. And sometimes Tyler uh, lets it fly a little bit too hard, like like an Orville brother. We found, (laughs) good reference. Thank you. We found that- Great popcorn, those guys. Ryan Ryan really likes to play it close to the best. Sure. Sure. I mean, just, and I, I am the opposite. (laughs) Some things are meant to be buried and fester. You know what I mean? So let's see what sort of tales from the crypt you got going on this week. No, this one, you know, and, and it's one that I carry a little bit of shame about, but, but let's just get into it. Is it the car keys? I know it is not the car keys. I wish you would stop. Still waiting on that one. If you do your worst one, I'll do my worst one. We will. How about this? What our first live show together, we'll do it. We'll do that. I think the mind's admitting to a crime. (laughs) I think it was a crazy time, but nonetheless, let's tell the story that we're telling. Yeah. Uh, my, this story is about the time I got roofied, Ryan. Do you remember that time that Uh, I I got roofied? I will remember. I remember that sentence, Mm -hmm. but I will remember it as you go on. So go ahead. Well, I was working in the restaurant industry at the time and just asking to be roofied if you work in the restaurant business. Absolutely. But it was the one portion of my life. And I don't know if you'll remember this. It was right after our brother's death. We He had just died uh, a few months. Thanks a lot, Gabriel. A few months after our sister. Right. So we had just had two siblings die within a few months of each other. Within within three months, yeah. Within three months. And I just fell into this like trance where I just stopped drinking. I stopped doing drugs. Really? Uh, yeah. And I- and Most I, people would go the opposite direction on that one. Because I had, I was already close to emotional rock bottom at that point. And so I fell into this trance. I started working out. And for roughly three months straight, I got into the best shape of my life. And at the time- I recall this. At the time, I was maybe 25, 26. So I was prime youth Grade for a, my body. Beef. Yeah, yes. exactly. 
Uh, that's weird because usually, and, and I think uh, when talking about that time, it affected me so deeply. Not only did we have those two, you know, those two deaths in our family, but also in the middle of it, I don't think I'm saying anything wrong here. Our brother had a baby with someone. Mm. We did the baby shower. The baby shower. We did the what's the test? Christening. You, what's the test where you find out whether or not it's yours? Oh, the DNA test. Turned out it wasn't his. Yeah, that was in between those two deaths. And for me, much like my brother now has a, a son who is definitely his. I was so excited about it. That was three months of just incredible devastation. Sure. And the idea that you stopped drinking and doing drugs and all of those things uh, is counterintuitive. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why it was. Interesting. Why it happened, whatever it was. But I I even remember telling everybody around me at the restaurant, all right, guys, I'm taking 30, minute, 30, 30 days off of uh, drinking. And it kind of... I was a little insulted at the time because literally everybody scoffed. Sure. Scoffed at me. Yeah. And which I think may have given me a little bit more of a drive Put a to, chip on your shoulder. to do it. And so I threw myself into it and I was on cloud nine after those those three months. My body had never hadn't felt that good. Been that clean. Since before I was started drinking at sure. 15, 14, whatever it was. Right. And Eddie Ford, come and get us. One night uh, I was working at the restaurant. I was just, I was just feeling confident. I just felt good. And I remember there was this table of these two beautiful women and I, they were looking at me. I had no problem looking at them. Were they your table or uh, they were somebody else? Somebody else's Even table. Better. Go yep. on. And I walked over there, struck up a conversation, immediately hit it off. I was on top of the world. Feeling good. And it came to the end of their meal. I still had another hour or two uh, to go for my you know, in the restaurant industry, you got to close the restaurant, so to speak. So there's this delay after you're done. Yeah, they, they have to go somewhere else and you can't leave with them. So they said, hey, I'm gonna, we're going to go wait for you at the alehouse down the street. And they just waited. Always a bad plan. Anything that involves the alehouse, don't go. It's a fucking trap, man. We're going to get a cease and desist order from Alehouse. Hey, Alehouse, <laughs> fuck you, okay? All your electricians over there, all your roofers sitting around slamming $5 Captain Doubles. That's fair. Chupa me pinga. Yeah, and you, the your bathrooms, drug central, oh, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. I did coke just by going to a urinal. It just, it, it wafted into my nose. <laughs> Can I tell you a quick little funny story about sure, Alehouse? Sure, sure. I went into a nail house bathroom one time. I think I've told you this story as I walked by the urinal stalls. Oh, so there was a man in this stall standing up using, you know, peeing into the toilet. Sure. With his shorts down past his th ah, thighs. Yes. Just his grown man ass. And I got to tell you, I don't know if he was doing it as some sort of performance art. I laughed out loud. <laughs> I don't even think I went to the bathroom. I think I just left. I'm like, dude, you guys got to come see this. Oh, so good. It was really good. Or, poor or, inebriated stupid man. It, it may have just been him being really drunk and not wanting to pee on his pants. Sure. Please continue. Sure. Oh, then he's a thinker. So they went down to the alehouse. They waited for you. Mm -hmm. But when I, down there. when I got there, only one of them was left. The one that was really interested in me. The other one had gone somewhere. Um, Died of roofie overdose. <laughs> so when I got there, there was a guy around our age who was sitting maybe two chairs down from him, from her by himself. Sure. And when I got there- Always, a, always an interesting situation. Yes. And they were engaged in conversation. Sure. And you could tell he was very happy with what was happening. Sure. And I, I genuinely mean this. When I, when I As I was approaching, I felt kind of bad. I was like, ah, I'm about to ruin this guy's day. Yeah. And so I sat between them. <laughs> 
with my with with my back to him. Well, now at this point, I've learned a lesson to sit on the other side because I don't need a threat behind me. Sure, I think that's a smart plan. And so I sat there. Uh, We had two drinks while we were there. Had you been drinking before? No, no, And, and and you haven't had drinks in a long time. To answer your question, yes, I had started drinking in terms of in my life. Sure. A two to three, four weeks before that. I had already gotten back into going out with friends, but I was still feeling good. I was still working out go, all the time. You didn't go crazy with it. Didn't go crazy. I was just using it for the social aspect. Sure. Social lubrication. So I'm sitting at this bar and I have my first drink. We're, you know, just flirting a little bit, talking about what we're going to go do next. I get halfway through my second drink and it all goes black. Mm. And I, and I, I don't remember anything except for little flashes by the time we got back to her place. Like somebody was showing you pictures. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so what you're alleging is that this man, when you were in the bathroom, I guess, or. Well, my guess is because I had my back to him. uh, I guess he could have easily dropped it in while I wasn't looking. And this is all conjecture. I I don't, I I didn't see him do it, obviously. Sure. But. Hey, could you hit me with one more, man? (laughs) My tolerance is through the roof right now. But as somebody who had been drinking his, the majority of his life or at least half of his life and somebody who had gotten into it, I'm not, I can drink more than two drinks and I certainly don't just forget the night after one. I do. You just black out entirely. I, I, I would consider it more of a brownout. I, I don't have a lot of blackouts. I've had those in my life, but I, not because I'm too inebriated, just the way with my personality, or at least this is what I assume. I just stop recording information. I'm living in the moment. We're having fun. I'm trying to make you laugh or blah, 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 blah. And I'm just not jotting it down in my head. So I wake up in the morning. It's more of a brownout than a blackout. Sure. Well, for me, we had gotten back to her apartment and there was a flash of how did I get here? I don't know where I am. In the middle of being inebriated, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, well, there was an event that brought me back to life and it was terrible. So we get back to her house. Is that going to be part of the story? We get back to her house. Oh boy. And it's still, it's, oh God. It hurts you? It it does. It does. I'm also now more scared than I was. Sure. And we get back to her house and her friend is there. She had brought along the the, one from before, the one from before and, and Hey, what's up guys? You're going crazy and everybody's drunk and blah, 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 blah. And she's there with, uh, you know, she'd brought a couple more friends over guys and we're all hanging out having a good time. And everybody leaves the room for a second and I make out with the friend. Oh, just there in the, there in the living room. The other one. Yeah. The other one. And she came back into the room and saw us doing it. And of course, yeah. Reacted. For the audio audience. Reacted how you would imagine because of course that that hurts. That hurts tremendously. Sure. And so, so everybody scatters. I'm alone. Ah! (laughs) I'm alone in the living room. And just in my inebriated state, I'm like, all right, I got to go. I, I got to go. I get in my car. I drive. This hurts me. It does. It does. Uh, and I don't remember anything. Yeah. And then the very next thing I cling to thought wise is sitting propped up against my now to- totaled car, uh, got into a fight with a tree head on tree whooped my ass. Mm. And now there are four police officers standing over me with just that flashlight. And I'm just groggily opening my eyes oh. and just looking up at them. Just This, this to- is a, a literal nightmare. Totally unaware of what's happening, as you can imagine. I, I, I now have l- a light in front of my eyes and there are just figures in dark Go clothing. Go to the light, Tyler. <laughs> figures in dark clothing over me. And I'm just like, what the f- 
fuck? And I groggily open my eyes. And as my brain takes in this information and as the, through the alcohol, because I had kept drinking, I had kept drinking through all of this. There was no, um, Hey, I'm fucked up. I, I need to chill here. Yeah. But, but it's not even that. What do they call that thing in your brain? The regulator. There was zero regulator where it's like, Hey, something's wrong. Yeah. And well, so- when you're that, that, that's why I was confused when you told me you had like a, a moment of clarity. Normally if I have one drink, I'm like, Ooh, I'm a little buzzed. Like, Oh man, I could feel it. If yeah. I have two drinks, I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty drunk. If I have six drinks, I'm like, I'm good. Yeah. I am sober as shit. Give me your keys. I'll drive both of our cars. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is actually stretching me a bit thin. If I could be totally honest. And that's just it is it, the only thing that brought me back to reality was that one moment of Uh-oh. just devastation sure. and the way that I hurt this. I gotta person. be honest, bad friend, you not a nice stranger, bad friend. Yes. But at the same time, I want to go ahead and say that I put her in a position of just shock and she was kind of put in a just position of just like, it. like, okay, what the fuck is going on? Wow. I was 100% aggressive. It, yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I, I didn't pin her down or anything, well, then but, you're not doing but, right, but I just, but I did sit next to her and just, and just foisted myself when, when, on when her. In, and you were, and you were, you had been drugged. Sure. So you can't take responsibility for that. Yes, but I want to, regardless of how little I should take, I, I want to take full responsibility. So anyway, anyway, I get in my car, crash the car, cars totaled, cops are standing over Which me. Which car was this? Uh, my 94 Camry. Okay. And I'm just, I'm sitting propped up against my car. This six foot three man. Sure. And these police officers are, are hovering over me. They know, I, I know they want to chastise me. Are they doing that thing where they're poking you in the chest? No, like, they're just, I, I hate that. They're just, no, cause I'm sitting and they're yeah. standing. Yeah. They're, they're, they're over if me. I was they're a cop. Big. I'd sit down and poke you in the chest. <laughs> and they they have their flashlights just beaming right into my yeah. eyes. Now it is a, a, a test of wills as that is four on one. Sure. And I have the adrenaline of a car accident. Yeah. And now it is an unmovable object versus an unstoppable will. And guess what happens, Ryan? You cried. I fucking cried. <laughs> <laughs> I want to cry right now. I bowled sure. my eyes out. And not only did plus, I cry. Plus the adrenaline. I mean, you're feeling so much. Not only did I cry. I you, you pooped yourself. I weeped. Yeah. I, I wept. Sure. And not only did I weep, but I started saying, my life is over. What have yeah. I done? I'm so sorry. Sure. And maybe, maybe 60 seconds of that. I could still be doing it right now. Right. I don't know. We, we may kick that back in <laughs> and, next week's mini sesh. Tyler cries and weeps. And after, I don't know how, how long they're all talking to each other. They're talking, they're like, Oh, <laughs> I gotta get away from this. Dude. Uh, one of them leans in and goes, call somebody you trust to come pick you up. That's beautiful. I mean, that was a DUI. Ch- change your life. That was a, a house arrest. Or I, I don't know how those things work. Hi, are you the guy who <laughs> made out with the other girl? You motherfucker. <laughs> Tracy, that's my daughter. Uh, wow. Well, you know what? And, and dad, dad came to pick me up. Papa Menendez. I thought they said someone you trusted. <laughs> don't, I, do I, that. I, I, don't do I that. I love you, daddy. Don't do that. Um, and that, I called him and he come pick, came of pick me up. Of yeah. course. I uh, At least it has a nice little ending there. That's that that could have for sure changed your life. We could have been could've. doing uh, you know a podcast about what the inside of jail is like. But you know what? It's not could have. It did change my life. It it could have changed my life in the sense of they could have put me through the system. That's what I mean. And, and I would have been fucked. But it Literally. did change my life in the way that it opened my eyes to you. Even though I certainly am not guilt free from that uh, point moving forward, I genuinely look at it 
significantly as a moment in my life where it was an eye-opening moment, something that I look back to and go, holy shit, is I could have died. It your responsibility to do the things that are very important to keep not just yourself alive, but other people alive once you've been drugged. Is that still your responsibility to make responsible decisions after that? Now, do I hope that people who are drugged make responsible decisions? Of course. But can we hold them accountable for that? I'm, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know that I uh, agree with that. It's tough. It's just in that situation, how difficult it is to separate the person from the act, even knowing that, oh, they're drugged. I, I'm literally watching you do this thing. You are now associated with that thing in my mind. Uh, now, is there a way that they could give you some sort of a test, a blood test, whatever the deal is, so they could say, hey, he has been drugged. He didn't just drink 15, you know, Captain and Cokes at sure. the house with all those dirty freaking white collar workers. What is your deal? Wait, blue collar, blue collar, blue collar. Oh, that's what you're focusing on. Not the dirty part. They just, just not, (laughs) what's the shit? Not a great customer base. It's weird how every restaurant attracts a a particular type of person. Next mini says Ryan's grudge against alehouse. I I just hate it. It's like a cigar box. Throw a fucking window in there. Alehouse. I used to work for ALS. I, <laughs> I hated it. They fired me. Was that not the worst uh, uh, restaurant? Worst. In, in, the worst. But just in terms of where you were in life. Uh, uh, yes. I, I, and also the it, it was open until 2 a.m., yeah, which is yeah, an yeah. entirely different lifestyle than working at some place that closes at 10. And the customer. And base. the customers. Every specific chain restaurant, especially with bars, brings in a clientele. That's what marketing is. You know what I mean? Uh, not to change the subject. I have a funny, I used to work for a house too. I had my a, deepest condolence. I had a guy come in a family who were, were a little, 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 white trash. Little, let's say it. little tra- it's so judgmental, but a little trashy, but they were so nice. Sure. And so I walked over to my manager. White trash could be nice. Absolutely. And I, I even asked him, I'm like, Hey, do you mind uh, complimenting me to my manager? You know, just put in the good word. He's like, bring him over. You I'm bring gonna, him out over your wine. I don't, don't tell you what. I'm going to talk you up and I'll go, absolutely. I call my manager over and the moment my manager gets in front of him, the guy spits on the floor. Just hocks a loogie right on the floor like he's outside in his own front yard. Does that help the compliment <laughs> or, or hinder the compliment? <laughs> hey, Cletus says you're doing a great job. He came back and told me what happened. He's like, but he complimented you though. I'm like, oh, thanks. Cool. I'll go put some sawdust and I'll sweep that up. No problem. Oh, uh, so that's great. Hey, but, luckily, but, not only did you not get work through the system, but also you're alive. I mean, you could have died there. Is that when you hurt your chest? Correct. And that's when everything. I, I hurt my chest badly. And, and to answer your question, can they detect the drug in your system? What I was told, what I was relayed is if you go in, while you're still messed up. That's what I mean. Yeah, but I, I never did. That, sure. I got into the accident, dad took me home, and then it wasn't until maybe a week later when the pain in my chest started to get worse uh, that I went to the hospital and they did x-rays, but at that point, they can't. Well, but but what yeah. I mean is not not for you to know whether or not you were drugged. I'm just talking about being legally accountable. Yeah. If anybody's out there listening to this who knows the answers to these questions, maybe we can review. Sure. If you're drugged and you can prove it, are you responsible for your actions? Because oh. if you drink too much and you make a mistake, you're, you're, you were in charge of that. For you know sure. What I mean? If you were drugged and can prove it, my guess is absolutely you are not responsible. I, the person, I, I would hope so. The person who inflicted that on you is. It's just the act of proving. Like, as I said, that's that's what I mean at the beginning of this, there's not a doubt in my mind that I was drugged just from the experience itself and everything that happened. But I also can't prove it in a court of law. This is what I think we've learned from this mini sesh. Okay. That we don't know shit about the law. Keep 
roofies in your car. If you drink too much, get into an accident, eat one of those quick, eat one of those fast, and then you're good. And then when they search your car and find drugs, somebody not only drugged me, they also put roofies in my car. This is, this goes to the top of the chain. They drugged not only me, but my car. My car is going 30 miles slower than it normally would, officer. She was so innocent. Yeah, whatever. I, okay, it was me. So I, I know we don't do moral of the story on these mini sessions, but moral of the story, guys, don't drug people. Nah. Don't drug people. Don't tell people un- what to do. Unless they ask for it. Sure. And if you're about to cock block a stranger, sit facing them. Yes. I think that's totally fair. Yeah. Drink out of one of those, you know, uh, kid cups with a lid on it. I don't know if they'll serve tequila like that, but you could ask. Don't put your back to danger, kids. <laughs> don't drug, but when you do. Tyler, great job. I enjoyed that. I'm glad you're Thank still you. alive I'm- and not in the... In the Hooskow. I'm glad I got to get that off my chest. Yeah, out of the clink. Yeah. I actually might start treating these little mini sessions that I host as just ways of getting deep traumatic things off of my chest. So uh, get ready, audience. And if it's not for that, I don't know why we started this <laughs> podcast. We are those guys you hate. Be kind or we'll kill you. Okay. I'm ready if you are. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep making this while we're doing the pregame. I hope that's okay. Okay. A little, a little peek into our lives, Tyler. Ryan, for those, for those that don't see the video, Ryan is, um, he's building. Ryan's doing bars. He, he's, he's building a pull-up bar for his, uh, for his bedroom. I, well, actually, I'm going to leave it down here. I'm going to try to get into oh, doing. Okay. Show off in front of the whole house. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Tyler, wake up. I have something for you. It's my pectorals. Uh, I am going to try to start doing pull-ups in the morning. Add another little layer of uh, getting better. And nice. By better, I mean stronger so I don't have to be better. You're going to be like your younger brother, Tyler, huh? Gay? No, no, doing pull-ups. Gay people are generally shredded. Where, where do you do pull-ups? In my room. I have a pull-up bar. Oh, I did. why yeah. didn't you let me come in there? Why did I have to get my own pull-up bar? Nope. And on top of it, I uh, I have to do assisted pull-ups at the moment, but I'm still knocking them out. What is assisted pull-ups? You put one foot up on a, on a chair or oh, something. That's, that's to, totally good. Oh, yeah. yeah if yeah. you're at the gym, if I, you have a, a spotter, you can put your, your feet back at an L shape. Sure. And they just pick you up by, your, by the top of your yep. feet. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I, I tried to do pull-ups the normal way. Yeah, they're, they're very hard. They're very hard. Yep. And I, I did, uh, I did. I want to say two. Let's call it 1.4. <laughs> I want to say two. <laughs> let's say one. But I a, just stayed in bed and looked at it. One and a half, I would say. I'll give myself credit for one and a half. Pull, and it, pull-ups are one of the hardest. People talk about push-ups. You think you could do a bunch until you get on the floor and sure. you're like, oh shit. Sure. Pull-ups, way harder. Yeah. Way harder. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can do seven assisted ones. So That's great, Does bro. anybody care? Can anybody hear of my progress and does anybody care? I'm down here and I'm very badly burned. Uh, I think people do care. I think that's you trying to uh, uh, liven up your life, trying to do better. And that is what this show is all about. Plus, as you said, every gay person is shredded and I am super tired you gotta of be. walking past fellow gay people and then give them giving me that judgmental eye. Hello, I'm sick of it. Fellow gay. <laughs> hey, what's up, fatty? <laughs> oh, why? Look how straight this motherfucker is. Because I'm not. 
Um, yeah, that's great. Speaking of which, uh, and Miami is replete with the gay fellows. So are they? What I thought I've just been making out with straight dudes. <laughs> so um, speaking of which, I, there's like a blind date that's trying to be foisted upon you. I want to know oh. where your mental. Uh, where, where you're at with all of this. I had forgotten about that. Is it, or I, I hadn't forgotten about it. I you was blocked just, it out. I was hoping that it had just died out. Uh, is that still going strong? Are you still hearing about this at the, well, I mean, it was just Friday night, so I haven't heard about it, but I also haven't seen those people since. So, Oh, oh okay. I mean, do you not, I could easily shut this whole thing down. No, you know what? This is one of those moments where, where I, I don't know, am I saying no just because I'm kind of aware that I'm not going to be into it? Or am I saying no well, just- How do you know? I mean, I understand that this isn't your exact brand because the guy has a, a beard. I mean, you don't think you could ever fall in love with somebody who has a beard? <laughs> whoa, whoa, Prince Charming. I don't know about falling in love. You know what it is? <laughs> Jesus. I have a beard and the fact that my brother thinks I'm unfuckable just hurts me in, in a way that I'm worried about. There is no way that wouldn't be worried. I could get you, Tyler. <laughs> if I had to, I could get you. I'm not gonna, I'm, but I could get you. I haven't honed my gay tastes as much yet because it's still new to me. I've got honed. I wish I hadn't interrupted you. Yeah, we're I, keeping that in. I apologize. No, oh, we just are so, not. Just done. so people can understand. Well, what you're going to edit with. this by yourself. So do what you must. Great. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I know that I'm not big into beards, but at the same time, you're right. Maybe I'm just limiting myself because I'm scared, Ryan. Well, I thought that there was no chance that I could be together with somebody with an accent because I find that just to be generally annoying. And, and, and now Jesus. I'm dating somebody from Venezuela and I was right. I just, Tyler. Okay. You're leaning into stay it. Stay away huh? from beards. Got just you. don't even, don't, don't try to get to grow. Mm. It's, it's stay where you're safe. You so, know what I mean? In America. So basically much like my beard that grows in patches, I should just lop it all off and not even try to grow it. Tyler, you don't need a beard. Venezuela, knock it off. So, uh, so I mean, I don't want to push this forward if you don't want to, but no, you know what I say? Yes. You seem just, like a fine young fellow. Uh, I <laughs> what he seemed was like, that? I met him. He seemed like a nice dude. That's what is it. fine young fellow? You don't talk like that. I, I'm, 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 I'm the it a little bit for the audience, but yeah, he seemed like a nice guy. That's I, I'd, it. I'd be willing to meet him. I liked him. I can meet him. Sure. Little yeah. country. Sure. What? Little country. Like like Belarus, it's a he's a little, he's a little country. Just stop, <laughs> stop. I'm fucking cute. Stop giving me details about this whole situation, sure. and just I'll just say yes. I'll meet him for a beer. Foisted upon you, yeah. Deal, yeah, yeah. So we got anything else for pregame other than just our personal lives? That's it for me, dog. All right, let's do this. <laughs> 